All right. Yeah, we're, we're alive. Here we go. Um, what's everybody? Thanks. Uh, welcome to episode eight of TMP Hockey. Um, thanks for being here. It's so nice of you to be here. Um, I'm excited for today's guest. Um, personal friend of mine is 21-year-old beauty. Uh, is from Delray Beach. Wow. I don't know why you would ever move from there. That's sick. Delray Beach, Florida. Um, currently playing with uh, Michigan Tech. Uh, Ollie or Oliver? Uh, whatever floats your boat. Okay. Just I'm I'm gonna call hey, it Ali. Elite, elite prospects that has both of them. So. Okay. Uh, is it? I, I've asked you this a bunch of times. Is it Bezik or Bezik or? Bezik. Okay. Just terrible, terrible uh, introduction. But thanks for thanks for being on here. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. Um. So, what what have you been up to? Uh, just working out, getting the knee healthy. Uh, running or skating, and then uh, like a physical therapy, like knee rehab lift every day. So just at the gym two, three times, and about it. Yeah, you've been grinding that out for a while, right? Like, can you um, just yeah, what happened to your knee, and how did how did that all happen? Yeah, so I tore my ACL on July twentieth, and then I had ACL reconstruction with a patellar tendon graft uh, August fourth. So yesterday was the the five month anniversary. And there's all these like milestone and checkpoints that you have during rehab. So I just been at school grinding away at it in the morning before class at practice. And then after practice, just doing everything and anything possible to help me in this process to get back the, on the ice and help the boys out. Yeah. Um, you know, my brother's been going through the same thing, like with his shoulder kind of rehabbing. And I'm sure has there been times where you're like, man, this isn't, you're not, it's not healing or not going the way that you want it to or as quickly. And you're like, just kind of highs and lows of the reco- like recovery. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean, once you get out of surgery, you can't like extend your leg or bend your leg very far. So like that initial shock factor of, wow, I can't use my leg or like, I can't put pressure on my leg. I can't use it. It's like really hard to wrap your mind around unless you've gone through it. And then like coming from that mentality, be like, Hey, I go in the PT in three days and I have to be able to do a full rotation on a bike. Like having those, like the mental side of it is probably the hardest thing, like be able to trust it, have confidence in the knee, have confidence in the leg to be able to perform at what you want to do. And then honestly, like, cause I've put so much time and effort into it and I've worked with our physical therapist. I've worked with like kind of a mental coach we had at school to, that not lose that confidence in it uh what i'm able to do yeah what i'm able to do physically and governed by the surgeon governed by the physical therapist i have confidence in and it's just a matter of all right i can start to jump like jumping feels really weird i can only jump a couple inches off to like building that inch to a foot to two feet uh just kind of knowing when i'm able to start something like running it's like a really really slow jog it's not like running anymore and so building yeah. that confidence, building the strength, building the functionality in the knee, in the leg. To, then yesterday I ran two miles. Uh, so like, I know when I'm able to jump, I'm not going to go back to having like a 32 inch vertical. It's uh, I'm going to have a couple inch vertical and I have to build from that. So kind of a huge humbling experience, but uh, all like athletic movements and all the exercises and 
all like everything in that world and that realm is just like ground zero and I have to build up from it. But other than that, it's yeah. like been pretty smooth. I mean, the worst I've had it was when I had to move into school and it just flared up on me and the P the PT said my knee was angry at me. So other than that, it's been, it's not smooth sailing, but I've been pretty diligent and putting my time into it to where uh, I have a good relationship with me uh, as a matter of fact right now. So happy for that. Yeah. That's good. The, the main people you work with, like you're, you're back home right now in Michigan, right? Yeah. Okay. Is there like people you work with while you're home and like also at school? Um, after surgery, like the surgical center had a physical therapy place upstairs. So I just like went there for pre, uh, operation physical therapy, which is huge. I didn't know that was a thing. Just get that range of motion, get swelling down to make the first couple of days of recovery easier. Uh, so I have my physical therapist down here and then at school, I have like a physical therapist. Like I said, this is Sarah Dow have that, the mental coach who, blessing in the skies and then have a strength conditioning coach uh tyler Shalast at michigan tech is also an assistant coach he's on route at his job knows everything about the human body and has worked with acls luckily before so uh but yeah taken care of very well and then i mean one of my really good friends is mom's a physical therapist so i always just text her with questions or random things throughout the day like hey why does my knee hurt here why do i hear it clicking and her response is always, uh, you just need to show it a little TLC or this is normal. You can relax. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I have a really good, really good support group around me. And then obviously like the guys in the locker room, they know what I'm going through. Uh, Cash Rasmussen, another freshman, he's had an ACL reconstruction. So he always talks about his journey and my journey. And then all of, yeah, all the guys are super supportive. They don't, none of them luckily have gone through it, but they know how tough surgeries can be. And Jed Piedela, he had a shoulder surgery similar to your, uh, to your brother so he knows how like you kind of go through it and then i don't want to say luckily because you never want to like see anyone go through it but we have another freshman uh casper who he's from finland and he just had a second shoulder surgery but he should be getting on the ice here full full tilt soon but being able to like go through rehab with him and like kind of being in the same boat as him has been nice mentally to have like that person with you other than athletic trainer nate who's uh it was a blessing going to him every day, having him work on the leg, work on the knee. So yeah, I have a really good support group around me. And without those guys, uh, I don't know where I would be or what I would be doing without them. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. And just, I mean, the, the same group of guys you're talking about, I'm sure it's like, man, or most of them are freshmen, are you saying? Because you're a freshman, right? You uh, Cash, are you saying as a freshman? Is cat, uh, yeah, cat it's kind of serendipitous. Like the, our freshman class is super close and, two of the guys who I lean on the hardest, uh, Cash and Casper, I know old punk twister. Uh, they all also <laughs> have to be freshmen. And then Jed Piedela, he's a junior. He's gone through, sh he went through shoulder surgery last year. So being able to like lean on an upperclassman as well is kind of nice, but everybody shows their support. Everybody asks how I'm doing every day. So just knowing that the guys care is a huge mental boost to come into the room every day and like, no, I'm not alone. Yeah. Well, I'm sure like the, you know, the, the group of freshmen, you you just showed up, like you probably committed, you're super excited to get there. You're just like, want to play and you know, something huge like that happens. So it sucks, but it's pretty cool that you have like a mental health coach helping you out. Like what are some of the things you guys like talk about? Um, how does, I don't know, just, yeah. How do, how do you utilize like the mental health coach? 
Yeah. So I, I'm lucky at Michigan Tech. We are able to have like that mental health and wellness uh, advisor, Miss Sarah Dow. Uh, so one day I was kind of in the dumps because I know I've worked my whole life to go to play college hockey. And then in the matter of a second, freshman year kind of just gone out the window. So I finally realized, hey, like I'm going to reach out. They can do nothing but good for me, have conversations about it. And we just talked about like mentally accepting the injury and how it can be a blessing in disguise, that type of deal. And then mental strategies and kind of mental drills to not allow self-doubt in, not allow a lack of self-confidence in, but rather like be able to build confidence in myself and my game to be able to like have better self-talk. Uh, so you don't kind of spiral down into a hole when like, oh, I couldn't run this time today. I couldn't jump this height today. And kind of from there, just kind of, like I said, spiral down to a hole to where you have zero self-confidence in you and you want to like give up or isolate yourself. So kind of steering the opposite direction and leaning on the people that you can lean on, uh, building those mental strategies, those mental drills to, and that mental toughness is a huge part of it to know that you're okay, know that you're fine, know that you're going to come back better than this. If you put in the due diligence, um, just kind of like building those foundations, building that structure. So at the end of the day, when I'm back and when I'm cleared to play, I like I'm a mentally tougher person and I uh, have a whole new perspective on, on the game and on myself as a person. Dude, that's awesome. And it's cool. you like, we known each other for a while, but uh, just do the way you talk and you're like, yeah, you matured a lot and um, you're crushing it. So it's awesome. I'm excited for you to like, you know, keep getting like better and stronger every day and then, see you ripping it up on the ice it'll be sick i appreciate it some point when you're back on the ice dude i'll be i'll yeah. be the, the ollie ollie super fan i'll paint my chest i'll you know i'll wear the, the montreal expos jersey it'll be <laughs> dude the expos that's uh the expos need their whole podcast on themselves on how great of a team they were but how they fell short because kids cried and yelling at us yeah um yeah just that <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, um, you know, how we kind of know each other and met too is through uh, the Blums, which, you know, they're out of Michigan too. They run simply defense, like hockey camps and the strictly shooting. Um, but Jeff, right, has that backyard built like this sick wiffle um, ball thing. And so we had the awesome chance to get crushed by some, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 year old yeah. in a wiffle ball world series. <laughs> there's an, there's an asterisk next to their, next to their victory on the trophy there. And that's for sure. There's some speculation on the rules and how fans interact with us that game, but massive, massive <laughs> wiffle ball tournament. You, you would never expect it, but you go to this house, you go to the backyard, just massive wiffle ball field, like really beautiful. It has like a scoreboard and a press box and 400 people at a wiffle ball tournament. Sure. How are you? Like kind of cool. Yeah. Um, what was going to say, uh, and so Jeff's brother, John, right. Uh, are, is your mom and John, are they married? No, they're not. But I think in some States back in like the early 20th century, they're deemed common law for tax <laughs> reasons, but no, no rings on the fingers yet, but it's been 15 or 16 years. So, and they're happy. Nice. So more power to them. Yeah. What, uh, what are your mom and, uh, Blum are up to? Uh, 
I think my mom's kind of upstairs just marinating. Uh, Wednesday, she works late. She's a dental hygienist. And then, so maybe she'll come down here. But Blumber has been at Fraser Hockey Land, the best land in all the lands, probably for four hours now since 5.15 here Eastern time. Uh, he's probably, I don't know, he's probably painting a locker room or yelling at somebody for something that he didn't do. But he's a beauty, and he's just making that place go around. Yeah, um, that place is sick. Have you been to any of the, the Fed games there or no? I was. Uh, New Year's Eve, I got back from Florida at like at 11, and I went to a Fed game there at 2.30. Uh, so loud. People were going nuts. It was kind of fun to watch. Was it a pretty good experience? Yeah, I mean, to see Frazier's, they have like that stadium, right? Seats like probably three, like 3,500. There was probably 2,000 people there going nuts. There's, I think there's like three fights in the first period, like four, <laughs> four, four goals, three fights. Um, it, it was nuts. That's a lot of action, dude. Four goals, three fights. That's, that's sweet. <laughs> Each fight just happened after the goal, except for the first one. Uh, it was, oh, it was like, fun to watch. I, on the, uh, was it like, on the next faceoff, or like, did they score and then right away just got in? No, one it. of them, the guy was like skated by the bench, probably said something, and there's you got like arm barred off the bench and fell, and then there's like, yeah, it was it was an experience Love to watch that that's for sure. <laughs> and then oh, they had that Trav Four Oilers, like the hockey personality YouTuber. He just left out against, uh, I think it was hip surgery, but he he was making the the Motor City Rockers. Uh, you put them on the map here on social media. So I know a lot of the guys on our nice. Michigan Tech team know about it. What's uh what's his name? Trav for Oilers. It's like his uh okay. YouTube and social media I'll name. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, he's um, no longer there. He's getting hip surgery according to his vlogs. So sad okay. to see him go. Yeah, that stinks. Um just injury galore on this. I just feel like that's the, the, the theme of this, this show. Um, so I was looking up your uh, Michigan Tech roster and some, some pretty cool like kids. Are you you know that uh, Nardella at all? Because he's a he's an Illinois guy and his his brother uh, Bobby played with him a little bit at uh, was it, it was like a cherry tournament here. I think he's mm-hmm. playing for Hershey, but uh, yeah. what's his name? Is it Blake? Uh, his brother. We cannot yeah, brother. Team. Oh, I don't know. His, yeah, the kid on your team. Uh, his name's Nick. Nick Nodell. We sit next to each other in the locker room. Nice. Stallmates. Stall buddies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always, like, ask him how Rosemont's doing. And because when I stayed at your house, or uh, when we went to that, like, health club, it was in Rosemont. And he said he's from there, so. Or lives there now. So, That's really awesome. good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew he was, he was from around this area. Um, so, he's a junior. Um, yes, he's a junior. Doing, looks, like he's, looks like he's doing pretty good. So kind of one of the go-to guys. I mean, it's crazy to like think about it. But like, we have a couple of guys who are, are just producing a lot. But on any given night, any game, any like anybody throughout a roster can produce and like be the hero for that night, which is kind of nice. Uh, but our whole junior class, it's like him, Ryan Mosley, Brett Thorin, um, just like right off the hop, have been producing at a like outstanding rate. Like Brett Thorin just got like uh, CCHA Defense of the Week and Moser. Uh, just been producing out the wazoo lately. I think he probably leads our team in points, but our whole junior class is so strong, and hopefully they all come back next year for when I'm back and uh, have a good year. Yeah. Again. 
That's awesome. And um, kind of like what you just mentioned too, like I'm looking at this, uh, like the, the stat sheet or whatever. And yeah, it's pretty deep. Like it looks like almost everybody's contributed, which is huge. Oh, yeah. Like you said, on any night, like anybody can, can be a hero. So that's awesome to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, from Kyle Kuchman, a freshman, drafted to Anaheim, no big deal. Uh, he's doing un- <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Cash Rassman. He, he guy could be Zegers' line mate or what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He always brags how he's in like a group chat with him. So I think, that was, I think that's that how he say. introduced himself to me over the summer. He's like, hey, I'm Kyle, by the way. I know Trevor Zegers. But... And then you go to his dorm room. He has like his draft jersey hung up and a bunch of Anaheim stuff. Uh, yeah, but anyone on any given night can produce or can score a huge goal. So it's nice to see everybody contributing rather than just like top three guys. And we have depth throughout the lineup, which is very fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. And another question I had on, on the, the teammates is, do you have two teammates that are twins? We do. We do. And then kind of funny thing. Please so we tell have me the they're like, twins. There's, please tell me they're like a circus, like, just, I don't know, super funny, and they play off each other and just are the, I don't know, the, the joke, the joke yeah, so, the, the um, room. Yes, yeah, so you have Logan and Blake Kettle. One's a goalie, one's a forward, both seniors, and definitely they joke around with it. I mean, I, I think I admitted it to them a little while ago. I couldn't tell them apart for the longest time, but, like, now I got it going. Oh, they're but, identical? Uh, oh, identical. It's It's tough. I remember over the summer, I, like, because we were up there from May to the end of June, start of July. I couldn't tell a difference, like, at all. So I just kind of said, hey, man, hey, guy. I couldn't tell a difference. But at the at our Halloween party, uh, like, Logan wore a name tag that said I'm Blake, and Blake wore a name tag that said I'm Logan. And if you asked me a couple months ago, I just would have called them Blake and Logan as as it was and wouldn't know the difference. But, yeah. Great, great human beings from the bottom of earth. Genuinely nice guys. Uh, love to have fun. Love to marinate in the hot tub pre and post practice. So. <laughs> marinate on. Yeah, and then I'm, in I'm the speak- middle of the locker room, they go down top. I think some of the guys wish, but no, it's off to the side. But speaking of Blake, unbelievable season. Uh, un- unbelievable goalie. He's saved us so many times, and we were able to crawl ourselves back into games and. Uh, just he makes saves that normally would just mind boggle people three or four of them a night, just make them look like clockwork. But lucky to have him and his brother Logan, who's playing pretty well, playing pretty good hockey so far. So, and then we have Jed, who's a cousin, and then Blake and Logan's younger brother Chase is coming in next year. So, it's been a tradition at Michigan Tech to have a couple of Pietalas, and throughout the whole city of Ho, and that last name is just ingrained in the roots like our chiropractors uh phil pietala our like kind of like assistant student manager uh strength conditioning coaches jimmy pietala those two are brothers so a lot of a lot of oh, wow. up there in hell and oh yeah yeah that's cool like uh that's a household name and thank you for also like yeah saying it pronouncing it because i was gonna butcher it if i tried it oh it's like um it's like down because they're all from like the Howell area, Howell Brain, which is like the west side of Michigan. Uh, they say like Patilla, and then you go up to Houghton, they say Pietilla, and genuinely they said you can pronounce it Patilla or Pietilla. I, I I don't know. They don't care. They, to, yeah. they don't. I, I like depending on where you are in the states, like where they pronounce it. So it's no Bezik or Bezik or it's just Bezik. You should have known that, but 
It's Piet alert. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, a couple other things like uh, some of these names they look familiar or whatever. Um, have you played like with some of these guys too, like Evan or some of the other guys from Michigan too? Never played with or with Evan or I played against him in junior for a little bit there. Yeah, but uh, he's done simply defense. He's I've like okay. I've had camps and he's coached mm-hmm. simply D, but he's just uh local east sider here in michigan and played the caesars so if you're from the east side you're like around my age you, you know who evan or is uh but he's coached uh like blumber's camps before too so i've known him for a while now okay that's probably why it seems familiar yeah um, cool i don't think there's anything else but uh thanks for, for the for the breakdown of the locker room um you got to be just based on your personality, are you like one glove boxing in the, the locker room? Are you like pretty funny? You try to get everybody going or what? I don't know about one glove boxing, but I don't know. It's weird because the injury, I'm never really like in the locker room with the guys getting dressed, going on the ice. Now that I'm starting to skate, I am more, but typically I go to the rink, like go warm up, whatever. And I go straight up stairs for PT for an hour and a half. Then um, I come back down, the boys are on the ice. So I don't get to be a big locker room personality yet, um, but, but we, do have some, <laughs> we do have some fun interactions with the guys, and I'm a little kind of off to the side doing step downs or hamstring curls until I puke while the guys are getting dressed, but no, we have some big locker room personalities right now, and it, uh, just a good group of guys, a lot of laughs. Even after a tough day of practice, a lot of laughs. Uh, guys don't take too much seriously, but we dial it in when we need to. And yeah, a lot of just a lot of fun things happen up in Houghton. Yeah, and it looks like a pretty good. I mean, crew too, as far as like how the team's doing. Um, Twelve, six, and three. So uh, probably like some pretty good battles. But you guys are right there. Um, so it should be a pretty good season. Yeah. Uh, I know at the beginning of the year, a lot of, a lot of people, CCHA pre-standings kind of like wrote us off of having a huge freshman class, a huge senior class. Cause last year team did really well and it carried by a lot of seniors like Trent and Briss, uh, Brian Holland. And, uh, so those guys all went, graduated, moved on. And now we have a huge freshman class. So a lot of people put us not to do that well this year, but you know, we got that inner dog in us and can't take any credit because I've been helped out, but the boys have been doing an unbelievable job this year, just finding ways to win. They might not be pretty, but at the end of the day, a win's a win and it goes in that left-hand win column. So the guys are grinding it out and doing a a fantastic job at it so far. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that you're not doing anything. You're, you're a huge moral support guy. So you're bringing that, bringing that to the table. No, just bring the optimism and positivity and like with, and just get the boys Nard- buzzing. Be a oh, buzz yeah. factory. Like, like Nards and Moser are sitting next to those guys in the locker room. Uh, before every practice that I'm in there with them, I just say, hey, did you hear the rumor? And they're like, what rumor? I'm like, today's going to be the best uh, practice in MTU hockey history. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they, 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 they always come back and say, Bezzy, wasn't a good one. Got bag skated or got kicked off the ice. So maybe got to stop that, but. It's the rumor. I don't make it up. Somebody else tells me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one. I got to keep that in the back pocket. Um, but just, so you're, you're from Florida, though, just to kind of like get into 
how you got to where you're at. Um, you're from Florida. How did you get into hockey? Um, the story is to be debated depending on which parent you ask, but this is, this is what I'm going to say. I think one of my brother's friends took him to a Florida Panther game because where I'm from is 20, 30 minutes from where they play. So one of my brother's friends took him to a Florida Panther game. He's like, I want to play hockey. And I was like, I want to do what my big brother's doing, Owen. So I think I just wanted to play hockey and just kind of kept with it. Okay, nice. And so did you play out of that, uh, what is the ice den? Um, was that uh, pretty yeah. close to where they were at? Yeah, if you're not familiar, uh, sorry, you did have a backhand spinorama goal in Nationals at that building back when he was with uh, Robert Morris. You, I had to throw that in there, but I did play for the Junior Panthers for a bit there. Totally I mean, forgot yeah. about that, dude. That was ancient, <laughs> ancient history. I heard, uh, uh, yeah. Can't I scored on that. It's not a big deal. Backhand yeah. spinorama, close and then far side, but who's, who's looking? No, yeah. So I played for the Junior Panthers there. Uh, played for the Glacier Sharpshooters coach by John Blum for a while. And then after my eighth is, grade. Is that the guy that hit Wayne Gretzky? He is. If you Google John Blum hits Wayne Gretzky, it's like on YouTube. It might look like <laughs> pixels, but you can make it out if you squint, like kind of look at it from an angle. But uh, so I went and then when I was in the eighth grade, I kind of went to my mom with a application to a high school here in the east side of Michigan. I was like, hey, mom you want to go to Michigan and okay, luckily, that, she's like, is that the North uh, Broward? No, North Broward just, ah, that's a funny story. So Ole Okunen, longtime NHL or Thomas Wilkoon, back to Borak, like these guys, staples in Florida hockey history. And uh, it's like the NHL. Uh, they just coach a, like a high school there. Cause they were trying to bring like a good hockey culture, to South Florida, which they did for a while with South Florida hockey Academy. And then North Broward prep with the high school. And it's like approached me one day and said, Hey, do you want to like come to Rochester, New York with us and play in a tournament? I was like, sounds cool. So I went, did that. Um, so that's probably what you're looking at. No, but the thing I'm talking about is like Phil LaSalle was my freshman year. So I played high school hockey my freshman year here in Michigan, luckily. And my mom's a blessing, but she came and agreed to move to Detroit with me and John Blob which made it easier because he's from this area. So I don't know why, but she agreed and haven't looked back since. Yeah. It all kind of like it's crazy how it all worked out, but it probably worked out for the best. Um, oh yeah. So you went to just how, uh, is it so just the one year? Yeah. Just my freshman year, uh, won the state championship. So I had to throw it in there. Okay. Well, you did. Oh yeah, we did. I honestly, I honestly, I honestly didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's sick. Was it, uh, I don't know, would a lot of people come to the, like, games? Um, I know, like, it kind of depends, right? Like, Minnesota high school hockey, huge. Illinois high school hockey, not that big. Where's, like, Michigan high school hockey compared to, to I guess, other leagues? I don't know, maybe, like, in the middle of those two. It's not, it's not the high, it's, like, not as big as Minnesota high school hockey. Obviously, that's that's the God tier when it comes to high school hockey. Yeah. But, um, but like it's hard. Cause like huge football school as well. I think they've won it like six out of the past nine years, something like that. Absurd. They just keep, keep winning. Um, but 
if it's like a Tuesday night against like a random high school, maybe not many people are coming up, but against like the bigger high schools have a nice little studio section. Um, and then most playoff games had a, had a good crowd, especially the students, which is what we kind of care about. It's like the guys that, you know, from the school who were there, but yeah, it was, a, it was really fun. Great experience. Still talk to the guys today. So when I went to a high school hockey game a couple of days ago, just kind of supporting the alma mater there. Um, even though I didn't graduate, um, going back, see, <laughs> seeing guys, uh, still friendly with the coaching, yeah. coaching staff, uh, just a lot of fun and got some good memories from that year. And it was also cool because I was a freshman, so a little maturity swing because most of the guys that year were seniors and juniors, so a little bit older than me. Uh, so coming in, I was like 14 years old. We have 18-year-old seniors or 17-year-old, whatever it may be. Yeah. Kind of, kind of big maturity swing from this little kid running around in Florida to like east side Michigan high school. Yeah, I guess totally different a- lifestyles, totally different cultures. Uh, got immersed head first, just thrown into the fire. Isn't the way the story goes? Like you, I think I heard this before. You walked into the locker room and you found like the first D man. You're like, oh hey, I'm taking your job. I, I thought that's that's what happened. I don't know who told you that rumor, but I, I guarantee I did not say much in that locker room. I just kind of kept my own kept um, my own business kept my own business, and then hung out with the JV kids afterwards. Kids that were freshmen. There you go. <laughs> They're more your age. Um, no, that's awesome that you won state uh, championship. Where was that at? Was that um, where the Red Wings play? No, they the they always do it at the USA Hockey Arena in Plymouth, where the NTDB plays. It's always okay. there in Plymouth, yeah. Never been there. Is it pretty nice rink, or is it kind of just like a standard uh, setup? That's a pretty. It's like the facilities are unbelievable in there, uh, rink-wise. Little little bowl, typically like most junior places, but then they have like the Catholic Central, another high school, a big rival at DLSL. They have a an Olympic sheet on the other side, so there's two sheets there. But the whole building itself, like unbelievable inside, really beautiful has like the history of USA hockey in there. So really cool place to be and play. That is. Yeah. Especially seeing that as like a freshman, I'm sure that was sick. And then, so you yeah. went to state, you do some beer showers um, and then you go to little Caesars. Like how does, how did that happen? Um, so John Blob, obviously you keep repeating him, guy who hate Gretzky, uh, kind of like my stepdad. He, he is intertwined with, uh, like Detroit youth hockey through and through. And so one of his good friends and a guy that I've known for a little bit named Bill Cirillo, he was a coach of Caesars. And I think I just, Blum's like, do you want to play spring from? I was like, sure. And then spring turned into, like, do you want to play in the fall? I was like, of course. I mean, little kid, like you always see Caesars bags going around, right? Um, especially from Florida where you don't play against them. You just like know of it. You get the USA Hockey magazine. You see, like, there's always like Caesars or Honey Baked on the cover for when it comes to youth. Now that I mean, mission as well. But so a spring, and then he said, "Do you want to play in the fall?" So then I just had to call up the high school coach, tell him, "Hey, uh, I'm going to play for Caesars this year." And then went and played for Caesars and had a fun year, fun experience. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then you know, it doesn't look like. You know, you played a ton of games, um, you know, 12, 12 games. And then the next year you played at uh, Honey Baked. 
played like a lot more. Um, was that when I came to see you in Chicago when you were playing for Honey Baked? Yeah. Um, I don't know why the Caesars on the EP is like so low. We we played the same amount of games as Honey Baked. I don't know if like okay. the HBH the HBHL, which the league Honey Baked said, it like just kept actual stats. Because I know you can go on like the HBHL website, and I think that year like Caesars was independent. They weren't Tier One, weren't HBHL. I could not tell you what they are now, but same setup both both years. But yeah, you came to Chicago, or I came to Chicago, and you came out when I was on Honey Baked, I believe, because I remember I went out and it was like probably. 30 something degrees i didn't have the hat on and blummer ripped me for it so i was gonna get sick but yeah and you were there. it was uh it was, uh, dude, it was awesome watching you because i think that was the first time i've seen you like actually play a game and dude you're are you, are you a righty or a lefty lefty i forgot lefty dude i think you're the the man like wheeling the puck up on the power play and stuff like that and dude you're like pretty pretty calm patient with the puck and like making all like the, the right plays and i was like dude when did this kid grow up this much? Because, you know, like sometimes people will try to force plays and uh, there's a couple of times where you're like, ah, nothing's there. And you did the smart thing of like turning back. And I was like, dude, that was sick. Like small, simple plays. Um, it was great to see you do that. Um, so after you played AAA, you went to, to juniors. Um, did you know where you were going right away? Did you have to do some like camps? How did that all go for you? I, to this day, I find my like junior hockey experience to be the funniest thing in the world when it comes to like what team I picked and like how that whole worked. Um, I remember on Caesars, I got approached by a junior coach or scout, whatever it may be. He was like, have you ever thought of playing junior hockey? I was like, sir, what is junior hockey? <laughs> like from Florida, no, no, way. no idea, no idea what it was. Actually? I, I thought you applied, like if you wanted to play at Michigan Tech, I thought you applied to the school and then there was just posters around the like around the school that said hockey tryouts, August 27th to the 29th. Like I, I had no idea how it worked, but through honey bake, I had a, did pretty well that year. So was in contact with a lot of, uh, mod teams. So I went out, practiced with a couple and, uh, had some opportunity. And then I was like in contact with Michigan tech a little bit at that time. And, uh, just kind of seeing the standings of what teams are doing well, <laughs> And other than that, it's kind of hard to get to junior places. So you can't really go like just kind of scope it out. So uh, Rocky Roos with the Amarillo Bulls was like, hey, do you want to come here? So I was like, yeah, sure. And then another yeah. like a uh, coach from, I think my mom's coming down, but I heard her ice and water. But another coach I'm like familiar with in the short area, Chris Corey, legend, he's said that's he's known hockey since before I was born he just said that's a good good place and it was a great opportunity so I went there the next year yeah that uh the guy that approached you and like was the first time you ever heard of junior hockey was that the guy from Amarillo or is that no I like later on in the process Amarillo was like later on in the process but I have no idea who that first guy was now that I just remember I asked him what is junior hockey yeah I'm surprised, uh, like, you know, you didn't know from did Blummer play juniors at all. No, Blummer High School in Michigan tried out, walked on. So that's what that's how I thought the okay. process was. Okay, so University of Michigan, and then played in the CHL, AHL, and then he played 
oh, I didn't know he also played for Edmonton. So he, he yeah. was playing with Gretzky and then he hit Gretzky. So that's just, that's just rude. Um, played for Boston and then played for Detroit. So it's kind of all over. He's got a great, uh, pretty good career. And I'll, I'll post that video. It's a great video. Just ancient hockey when they weren't wearing helmets and he blows up Gretzky. So great video. And they, um, they had a fight like five guys going to the box apparently, but it's not on the video. So who knows what the truth of that, that night was. That's funny. Um, how, how were the seasons at Amarillo? Um, you guys like did pretty well. Was it fun? Was it everything you like thought you wanted it to be? Uh, first year was definitely like a little little wake up call. I know, I, know, I was the young like one of the youngest kids on the team, so go in there. A lot of older guys. Uh, first ten games, right? I got I, think I got like scratched twice, and then from there I was able to build myself up to like being consistent in the lineup, not really getting scratched. But that was a new thing to me, like scratch because. I know high school triple A yeah. doesn't happen. Um, so like first five games, right? You just kind of have to pay your dues and then start doing well, more playing time. The leash gets longer, more responsibility. Uh, that year is so like so much fun. We barely lost in regulation. Like we just went to games, just like knowing we were gonna win. Uh, I think I forgot how many regulation losses we had, but it wasn't many. And I think. Half of them came in the first yeah. two weeks, and, and then half of them were, uh, like, last week. Yeah, not many losses there. there. Oh, did you leave um, – or not leave, but did you go to Amarillo um, while you are at Honey Baked for to play a couple yeah. games too? so I, I signed my tender, yeah. however that works. Then. There's my mom. And then just went there, and he's like, do you want to come play a game? I was like on spring break of high school. I was like, I got, I don't have any tests, nothing to study for. I think I just brought my ACT book down, went there, practiced for like a week, played a couple of games, and that season. So I went, was kind of familiar with some of the guys coming back. But yeah, back to like the first, like the my first actual season, the rookie year. I think we lost. Okay. A couple of games in the beginning of the year, a couple of games in the end, and then just on a true heater, and then COVID. We were in Alaska, and then oh my COVID hit. COVID hit. Getting stuck in Alaska. So I think we were at the Seattle airport for about 18 hours, just hanging out, getting Cinnabons. And so we went to Amarillo and then drive back to Detroit, so in a matter of a couple of days. So COVID put, a, put an end to a, to a great year. Yeah, that's, that's miserable. So you were in Alaska, and then you guys flew, like, back to Seattle, and then was there, like, a connecting flight or what? Yeah, because, I don't know, Alaska to Texas is kind of far, so I don't think there's any major directs. So we had to go from Alaska to Seattle, Seattle to Dallas. That's John Blum. There that? he is. <laughs> Who is that? What's Sarge. up, Blum? It's fucking Sarge. Oh, my What's up, Blum? This man comes out really, oh, he's getting an important phone call with some court. It's fucking Sarge. Hey, Sarge, what's up, buddy? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you feeling, big guy? <laughs> Good. How about you? That's awesome. Doesn't look a day over 25. <laughs> he, said, he said you don't look a day over 25. Thank you. Everybody's been saying that. Let's see those things. 
I love Sark. This is why I talked to you beforehand. Good to see you, Sarge. I can't hear you because he's got those bugs in here. You have to give him one of those things. He'll probably eat it. <laughs> I mean, it might be a TikTok of that guy. Um, so nice. So, his wife. Look at this. I forgot where we were at. Yeah, me too. I can edit this too. But um, you're saying you got stuck at uh, yeah, I know, like, Seattle when COVID hit. Seattle, because that's when all like the planes and everything. Because COVID just shut, COVID just shut down like every, just shut down all the airports for a little bit. Like, the NBA got canceled, the NHL got canceled, and then we're like, if the if the show got canceled, we're gonna get canceled. Yeah, um, and then. Was, we were in the airport. He didn't know if they wanted to allow flights out, but luckily they did. So he got home and went back, kind of packed up and went back, drove home to Detroit after that. So it was a pretty quick turnaround of like having yeah. a pregame, pregame skate or Thursday day practice because we play Friday, Saturday, and then season's over. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know which season it was. But I'll never forget the time – it was, like, right before Thanksgiving. I was actually taking a team to Detroit and, you know, spent – I think it was, yeah, Thanksgiving with, with the Blums. And, uh, dude, the guy the guy behind you, the big guy, dude, just – we probably watched the clip of your goal, um, I don't know, maybe 30 times. Like, no, 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 watch this, watch this. It was, it, was, it was sick, too. I think it was one where, like, I don't know, guy – yeah, I got the puck on the blue line, little fake shot, pulled to the back end. Like, just went right around the guy and then shot it and happened to go in. I mean, yeah, that was my first junior goal, so that was kind of a nice one to start the, start the career off with. I remember you called yeah. me a bunch of times. You called me, Jeff called me, he called me during that Thanksgiving little dinner. And, yeah. yeah, it's a... You were a big cowboy hat guy then. You like you embraced the full Texas culture, except for you're not wearing the the cowboy hat anymore, huh? Oh, I still got a couple downstairs, but I loved it. I got the boots, the jeans. My build that was such a actual. Used to be a cowboy. Used to be a little ranch, like a ranch hand. So he knows the yeah. ins and outs, and no, oh, it's a fun culture. Got the got to experience it, and definitely gonna keep the boots and jeans for me until until I can't wear them anymore, which I don't see happening because I look pretty good in it. So, Yeah. And then, um, so when you were in Amarillo the next year, did you get traded in the middle of the year? I did. Up yeah. to Minnesota. Kind of brings, and then you were billets with the same billet that Ivan was with, right? No, so that was or the was billets. That, Amarillo? that was Amarillo, same billets that Ivan was with down there. Because he, he did just text me, and he, he wanted me to let you know that uh, he thinks you smell. So, just uh, hey, my brother got that. me some. My brother got me some cologne for Christmas, so I think we eradicated that that oh. issue real quick. There. there you go. Oh yeah. Some Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go through half a can just to um, walk out of the house. Yeah. What? Uh, but no, no, no seriousness. What was like being traded like for you? Did you like? Oh, it was it was weird. Blown away by it. Yeah, 
I saw like happening and coming. Just had COVID, uh, missed so much of the year, so it was kind of like not really part of anything that was going on. Okay, kind of struggling to find my feet after I got it because I got it pretty bad. But uh, I saw it kind of coming, and you never. It's not a fun experience, but happened and went up to Minnesota there for a little bit, and that was kind of a weird situation. A lot of a lot of coaches like went through that time. And then I just remember I didn't didn't like it there too much. Met some great guys. The guys were good. Uh, team did all right, but I didn't like the culture there too much. So then uh, just kind of talked to the tech coach because at that time I was already with Michigan Tech. And so I called Joe. I was like, I don't like this uh, program. He told me to get out of it. And then luckully, yeah. uh, new ownership came into to Amarillo. And I was able to speak with them a little bit. And then – Knowing the coach, Harry Mahood, that they got and all that, uh, Joe knew him a bit. And he's like, that would be great if you can get there. And luckily, I just like, kind of asked if I can get picked up over there. And, um, was it, did, you, did you fly or drive to, to Minnesota? I, did, I drove oh, long, boy. long hours in the car there. Uh, stopped in Des Moines, Iowa. Went to an Outback Steakhouse. The only thing I remember from it, Outback Steakhouse alone, like in February. But yeah, I drove there and then I had to drove back to Detroit. So after the season, so a lot of mileage added up on the car. Yeah, that's a, it's a long, long trip. And I'm sure that was an absolute grind. Were, were you doing it by yourself or did you have anybody go with you? Oh, by myself. I think I told my dad I had a buddy like fly from Detroit so it would ease his mind. But no, by myself and my thoughts and maybe a couple of podcasts. Yeah. Um, nice. But did you go back to Amarillo and are, are they now the Wranglers instead of the Bulls? Yeah. So, like, basically, new ownership. Like, everything's new, not like the same. The only same okay. thing is that they have the same locker room, same uh, building. So, went back there. Kind of funny how junior hockey works. Kind of asked yeah. to go there because of uh, the coach at Michigan Tech said, the new coach of that team he loved and was a good guy. So I was happy to go there and I was blessed to be able to go back there because I had an unbelievable experience, good coaching, uh, un- unbelievable group of guys. So a great, great, yeah. great year. Um, so you already had a relationship with the, the coach from Michigan Tech at that point. When, like when mm-hmm. did that start and did you commit? And like what point did you know that you were going to, to Michigan Tech? After my honey bake season, Went out there for a visit. Okay. Um, fell in love with it, the facilities, the staff, the, the city of Houghton and everything. And good good engineering program is what I wanted to go into. So school wasn't going to be like a problem. I couldn't like find my major or anything. So I wanted to go into the engineering world. Um, just, I don't know, Houghton's beautiful, especially in the, yeah. uh, in, the, in, in the summer. It's breathtaking. So fell in love with it, kind of committed – there a little bit afterwards so i had that relationship going into junior so if i had any questions on how i was doing or how anything worked uh quick call or text to one of the coaches and good good relationship with them ever since so it was good to have them like, lead on him to kind of figure out and navigate myself through my junior career yeah certain situations kind of like lean on him a little bit which is awesome um let me say so, like, junior, the junior sin for you was more, like, continuing to, to develop and, and timing and 
making sure that you, you go in at the, the right time or um, is that how you kind of like approached it? Yeah. I mean, going in there, I had no idea like really what to expect besides like I'm here to develop, get better and then go play college. Like I wasn't going in like a, like a superstar or anything. So I just went in there with the mindset of getting better. Um, just wanted to improve my game, mature my game a bit because the jump from AAA junior is a pretty big one. Um, so I just wanted to mature my game a little bit, get bigger, stronger, faster, because I had to, you know, get bigger, get better to be able to play at the collegiate level. Yeah. Um, so now you're at Michigan Tech, but before Michigan Tech, you were also an academic stud in the, in the null. So um, how does that go? Like, do they give you a plaque? Do they send you a letter? Or like, uh, your name shows up one day on social media or what? No, uh, I, I remember our coach said, hey, you got to send me a transcript for nominating you because I think there's like me and six other guys in the league that were still in school. But got it. Got a big tag on social media. Um, and then a pretty big plaque came in the mail a couple months later. That's like just an academic stud. <laughs> academic can, weapon, as one would say. He can he can rip pucks. He could play simply defense in between the dots, and then he's right there doing his homework. We love that for you. Like if you need to find the tangent line of of a slope, I got it. So, um, so are, is that what you're studying now? Is uh, engineering? Yeah. So biomedical engineering at the moment, Jeez, kind of fun, what? kind of exciting. The name's scarier than the major, but instead of building engines or building. Uh, bridges like civil or mechanical, you just build bones. It's kind of like their slogan: "We don't build bridges, we build bones." Very cool, really interesting. Kind of have like the gen ed engineering classes, so just math, like so calc, chem. Um, I took French uh, last semester. You just kind of take it. Had an open. Oh, place, we right? all right. We we we. Uh, what else? Calc, chem, French, physics, engineering oh. course, uh, and all the labs that go with it. Yeah, there you go. Um, aside from the schooling, is there any birds or pills in your, in your life or what? <laughs> Something like that. You know, when they come a little far and in between, so you're going to have to be able to find one, lock it down. So when uh, the snow comes, comes a hit and a little something warm to hold on to at night. <laughs> yep. If, uh, if anybody's looking, we'll, uh, we'll put the post out and get like a, Help wanted or like an advertisement <laughs> for you. Oh yeah, a little bird watcher poster. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, you've been like, you know, rehabbing and you know, getting better for a while now. Do you know is there like a timeline of when you're gonna like be back? Uh, speaking with my surgeon, he was saying how I could get cleared in like the late February mark. But speaking to all the PTs and everybody else, uh, everyone kind of like for ACLs, they want to wait that nine month because that's when the vascular healing starts to be coming to proficient numbers and proficient percentages so like that nine month mark would bring me in the beginning part of april is kind of like the the date the set in stone date so i'll probably be skating with the guys non-contact come late february march which would be great but to go be like full tilt full game ready and have that pure confidence in me everyone like pt surgeon everyone who's dealt with acl is always says nine month minimum so i'm doing well yeah strengths strength good range of motions good with it 
doing really well with everything that I'm able to do. There's still some limitations, like no hard sprints, no hard cuts. Um, so what I'm able to do, I'm doing really well with it. So the surgeon wouldn't be surprised if like early February, I can like get back on the ice with the guys, like no contact, but that April yeah. into, and, and so my goal, my, like, like the big goal is to be just like full game shape ready start of the summer training programs we have in May. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, um, you know, just based off of knowing you for a little while, dude, how, like one, how smart you are, like you know how to like trust yourself, the people around you and like make sure that you, you're doing the things that you need to do and then how hard you work too, right? Like you're, you're kind of a dog in that sense. Um, I'll never forget the, we were doing the camps and then afterwards we were working out and you're, like we did this whole like workout and then you're like, Oh, well, like let's now like go stick handle and like do that stuff and dangle each other. I was like, dude, my knees are killing me. I've been on my feet all day. Can we just relax? Um, so dude, you're, yeah, you're an animal. Um, and you got like the right people around you. So, uh, I'm excited to see you come back and keep trusting the process, doing the, the right things and stuff. And I'm excited to see you on the ice. It's new year's. I expect a hoodie, um, maybe a hat, you know, I'll, I'll just wait for it in the mail. I'll hold my breath until it gets here. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have expedited shipping that's going to be there in a couple minutes because uh, we all know your cardiovascular shape. You can't hold it back for that long. But <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, working endlessly every day at it. So hopefully you get back out on the ice here soon. And I'll send you a hoodie, maybe something. You look like a visor kind of guy. So I'll get, get a visor or a club or a club cover a visor. for the links. Yeah. Also, uh, we'll have to do this. We'll have to do this again, but I'll, uh, I'll come up and, you know, see a game probably like next year when you're, when you're ready and you're going to be the, the big puck moving D man and ripping pucks from the blue line. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. You know, a little TNP day in the life or TNP, uh, what, what do they call it? Game day visits. We'll get you up there and see, seeing everything and how it works. Yeah. I, I got to start getting the, the media credentials start interviewing the players just be like a real Pierre Maguire just everybody's like can you please get out of here you're on the bench and you're in the bars with the guys afterwards so get the true media experience get to know the guys a little too well yeah no but uh seriously yeah thanks for for taking time to do this um yeah good luck with uh, the rest of the year we'll 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 keep in touch but uh good seeing you again big guy and we'll, we'll talk soon oh it's a pleasure thank you all right bye Oh,